Yourself with Sarah Dawkins, episode 32 with guest Suzanne Vichette. Suzanne has a background in nutritional therapy, neuroscience and energy medicine that started nearly 20 years ago. She's helped people get out of the hamster wheel of stress, anxiety and toxic relationships, guiding her clients into calm and relaxation, as well as a greater awareness so they can step into their power, feel healthier and more joyful whilst rebuilding their resilience. A few years ago, whilst experiencing a period of trauma-induced adversities herself, Suzanne discovered the profound and therapeutic value of creative expression, especially when integrated with energy medicine and meditation. This has now greatly influenced her work, enabling her to, sorry, enabling many of her clients to not only release deep-set issues, but also introduces or reacquaints them with a creative activity that they can thoroughly enjoy doing. Welcome, Suzanne. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Lovely to be here with you. Oh, it's great to have you. Thank you. So would you like to share with the listeners your own healing? Uh, yes, I, I certainly can. So you know how I started with, with which um, modalities I started with, shall we say, with the nutrition. And originally that was because of my children. So very early on, 20 years ago, um, when my children were little, my son in particular suffered very badly with asthma and eczema. And whilst that ran in the family, I think it was also a reflection of things that were going on within our family. So as, as with many, you know, we'd, we had sort of become somewhat dysfunctional, shall we say. There were lots of things going on in the background. And without going into the details of what was happening with my husband, of course, it, it had a knock-on effect on all of us. And it meant also that we had to move and that created disruption. We all know what it's like to have to move house. First of all, it's a big enough um, emotional pull when you're doing it because you want to move to a house that you'd really like to move to. But when, when it's a move because you have to go, there's no other choice because of work and this and that, and then the children losing their friends, they've settled in school. And, and at that time, I was just of starting off with personal development, looking at what else I could do outside of the family. It then became a big thing. It created anxiety with, within mm -hmm. us, lots and lots of stress. And we had, you know, the, um, the, the stress of settling in. We went up to Scotland at the time. My daughter was just at the point of going into high school and that alone created a big problem and and my son went into primary and so just just the settling of things and this might seem like sort of ordinary you know normal family things that people have to deal with but it was all of the other things that we we had to cope with as well. There was addiction within the family and that had an impact, a big impact on us all. Yeah. Having um, learned nutrition and then gone into energy medicine, energy medicine meaning Reiki and then later bioenergetics, that put me 
um, in a place where I realized there was much more to things than just the physical body. You know, we, I've always known that there, you know, where there is a will, there is a way of things. And earlier in my life, if there was something that I really wanted to have happen, I could always make it happen just through sheer will. You know, we, we learn these things as we grow up. But once I got in touch with energy medicine, somehow it just gave me a different kind of connection. That that magic that is outside of us, that's greater than any circumstance. Yeah. That, you know, life itself. I was just talking just yesterday, my, my post about the magic of life and being able to, to get in touch with that spark that makes things grow, you know, the, the, the new seedling that, that turns into a plant or the acorn that, that becomes the great and mighty oak. And it's just being able to recognise that there is something that we are part of that is far greater than ourselves that makes things happen. And when we begin to get in touch with that and increase our awareness, and I'll speak about that in a moment, um, it, it really, really puts you in touch with the possibility that anything could be possible in life when your awareness increases, when you get in touch with the spiritual side. And I don't mean religion. I'm, I mean a different kind of spirit, that, that spirit that is life. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Yes. absolutely. People call it different things as well, don't they? Um, and spirit could mean our inner wisdom, it could mean our higher self, it could mean the divine, it could mean spirit in the spirit world. Uh, it, it means different things to different people. And there's no right and wrong, is there? It's just whatever resonates with somebody. That's that, right. That's right for them. Yes, yes, um, absolutely. And I, I think that um, as I began to get more involved in that and see, I, I, I worked with the family initially because this is why I learned these things to help my children. And with the results that we were having with the nutrition and the Reiki as well, once I had progressed and further studied into bioenergetics, that then also put me in touch with learning how the mind works. And you know how it is, once you start <laughs> mixing with like-minded people, one thing can lead to another. And I began to, to see how I could perhaps change things for myself by learning more about the new neurology behind things. And I learned NLP. And by this time it was 2008 and I was pretty fully qualified then, you know, nutrition, Reiki, bioenergetics, NLP, but that kind of made the full picture. It completed the picture because I had understood by then that the mind really has an enormous um, influence on, on the body and how we work things and our results as well. So it's a little bit like um, I talk about the vehicle of life, meaning our vehicle. 
And it, it's just such a simple analogy because when you think about a car and cars having four wheels, well, we know that when we push ourselves in certain ways, that when, when, you're, when you're driving that car and not looking after it, if you're not giving it a service, if you're not maintaining it, if you get a, a slow puncture and you keep driving and that tire goes flat, well, what happens? It comes eventually to a grinding halt. And that's a little bit like our vehicle of life. <laughs> you know, we get nudges, don't we? Things happen in life. So it could be circumstances, but you see, it's our circumstances quite often a reflection of what's going on within us. And these are the things that I began to, to learn and get greater insight with. When I was younger, I had quite a, my upbringing was really quite protected. It wasn't until I started traveling later in life in my early twenties, when I had first um, met my, my husband-to-be, um, that I started to see a world that was so very, very different and I didn't know how to, to cope with it. And I would see, well, <laughs> I was in America at the time in Southern California. Life was, it, it was amazing, you know, but I was also introduced to, to, to things like that. I would, uh, I would see people who would be taking drugs. I would see people who, who were partying ways that I was not familiar with, you know, and those kinds of things showed me a world that was very outside of, you know, what, my, my protected upbringing and that brings me to this point that we all we know is our own model of the world until yeah. we are introduced to something different this is our you know how we learn in life of course but each each person whether it's our parents our peers our friends teachers people within the community they each have an influence on us and through that course of life we have significant events that happen so whilst I realize I've gone back a little bit it, it's just a sort of a, a lead into what I would like to further elaborate on with the way our life develops these layers of the onion that we speak about. Absolutely. We have these significant events and, and those, um, they instill or they, they um, bring out certain emotions that are within us. So it could be that we have something that happened when we were a child that created anger hurt, sadness, grief, frustration, whatever it was. Um, and then later on in life, again, something else. And we, we're not always familiar with the, the repeating of these emotions until we reach a point in life where we've had so many times a similar uh, emotion that has been triggered within us, that the body then can't cope anymore. And the body says, okay, it's enough. And it then creates, it creates illness. It can create all sorts of illness. Um, sometimes cancers, it can create, uh, we can have accidents. 
we can we can have things like anxiety stress you know anything can come along and it's it comes usually from a series of events that have built up emotions within us that then has this impact on us physically as well so much like the wheels on the car there are different things that we can relate to and um, on the vehicle of life, I will refer to things like fuel for human consumption. Are we feeding ourselves properly, physically, so that our body can really be nourished fully? Um, what are we doing to get ourselves into gear, to get our focus right? What are we focusing on that then perhaps creates emotions? Because after all, we know that Ah, when we get a good piece of news, and we're, you know, we're delivered with a good piece of news, usually we feel light, happy, you know, we feel <clears throat> jubilation, cheery, all of those things. You get a piece of bad information, some bad news, even if it's just in the post, you're reading that information and your entire being is absorbing it and what can happen, or oh, you could get a dry throat, you could get a funny feeling in your tummy, a sick feeling in your tummy. These are emotions that come from information that we receive. <laughs> and the mind is working with the, the, the thoughts it's then creating from that. And that's giving us those physical symptoms. So if we get ourselves into gear in the mornings with a really good focus, yeah. That can help us set up set up for the day, if that makes sense. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and the the, um, the the third wheel that I refer to is about service and maintenance. What we do to going, you know, to to keep ourselves in balance. And then the other one will refer to cooling down because we all have to cool down. So if I think of what I did to correct or shall I say to, to work through and to break through the kinds of symptoms I was having later on in life with all of the emotional buildup that I had, it's, it started by learning the NLP, learning the neuroscience behind things and being able to work through certain processes, things like forgiving and letting go yeah yeah which is huge absolutely huge um i think sometimes we get we get confused or we don't always understand what forgiving is about because if we've been hurt in life and we hold on to that and we think oh, or somebody has done something that has been you know, we, we think unforgivable. It's, it is just a, a, a terrible thing that, you know, you, that really brings grief, sadness, all sorts of emotions. You think, how can I give that, how can I forgive that person for doing that to me, you know? Or what we're not understanding is that actually by holding on to the grief and the hurt and the anger and the resentment, it's a little bit like 
wishing something on somebody else whilst you're actually holding on to that hurt yourself. That other person won't know what, that you're holding on to it. That other person isn't necessarily experiencing what you're experiencing. So forgiving is about giving for peace for yourself. Like Being able that. to yeah. let go of the negative association. It's not about forgiving bad behavior, saying, oh, that's okay for bad behavior. That's, you know, but each of us are in a different place within our own evolution. And being able to do things like forgiving and letting go, learning processes that really, really help you in, in becoming mindful so that you know how to stop those ruminating thoughts. <laughs> the thoughts that just keep, oh my gosh, you're stuck in that hamster wheel, that anxiety, that, that stress. What can you do? I learned so many lovely processes through the NLP, but also later on, just through, through my own awareness of creating awareness, learning how to notice things. So when, um, I think I mentioned it to, when the summit was on, there, there is an expression called notice what you're noticing. Yeah. And it's about being able to not just see what's around you, but just notice things like the hair on your head, the tip of your nose without looking down at it. Notice what's in your periphery. Notice that we have so much information coming at us on a daily level that is so out of context to what it used to be. <laughs> Just through technology alone, but also I think people have gotten used to also having so many things around them. And I, you know, I think of, wow, all that's on my desk <laughs> that surrounds me and in, in, you know, within my periphery, I can notice those things without actually having to look at them. I know that they're there because I can see them in my peripheral vision. And so these are, these are the ways that um, I learned to be able to um, notice my thoughts and then become, be able to reframe them. To be able to say, okay, whatever thought is coming along, is this something that I need to deal with right now? Can I put a pause on it? Can I hit that pause button? Take some deep breath. Allow myself to assess what I'm dealing with. Can I come back to it at a later time? Learning lots of little tools and tricks, techniques to be able to, to do that um, and find peace at that time. Learning more about myself is a huge part of the journey. One of the things that would happen to me over time, be before I was introduced to all of these things, was that uh, I would procrastinate on projects. I would self-sabotage. 
I would find the blame to everything and everybody else around me. And when things would go wrong, I would think it was because of what happened within my circumstances, but also with regard to lack of respect. And I would think it would be the other people. And what I re realized over time was that actually I hadn't really given myself the respect that I wanted, that I longed for, desired. I didn't, hadn't given myself the self-love. I hadn't given myself the opportunity to really look what is behind and underneath those layers to be able to to lift those, to peel them away, to get to the root causes and to understand how life is a true journey, <laughs> that it is, it's like a work of art, if you like, a work of art that is ongoing, a little bit like nature shows us, that it comes in seasons, doesn't it? Yes, yes. And that it is a matter of polarity and that there will always be opposites. If there weren't opposites, we wouldn't ever know what is good. If there is, you know, if there's no black, how do we see white? If there's no shading, no contrasts, no contours, how do we see the, the inter how do we hear the intonations within a voice? I mean, my goodness, you know, if I were to talk just in this monotone all of the time, that would be really boring. <laughs> but without any kind of intonation, without any emphasis on, on anything, it, it makes things dull. And, and life most certainly is not dull. It gives us so many good reasons to explore, to, to, to delve, to, to find um, beauty, to be creative. And I think one of the things that was really, really lovely about studying what I've studied the the um whether it was the NLP or or afterward or even with the bioenergetics, I I found that the more I looked into it, the the more I would discover a little bit in a childlike way. You know, when children start to discover things and they want to learn more and learn more and learn more and think, oh wow. Yes, and this is leading me to this, and and now I can find this out, and now I can deal with this, and now I can let go of that, and so then you're in this whole different energy, and it. So when you when you look at nature around you, and you look at the seasons, you think yes, that there is a time to 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 sit back and relax, and we need to take that time for ourselves to, to really be able to let go of this. And there, there is a, a time to, to spring forward and and create new things in life and, and, and work with nature in that way. And, and to to really embrace life in the way that nature shows us that it it is a continuous cycle. It is. And it, it's not about, well, I've dealt with that now, so everything should be absolutely fine. I shouldn't have any more problems. Life isn't like that. But when you have learned and 
um, understood that as your awareness increases and you notice more, you notice what you're noticing and you've shed all of those things or many of the things that have that you thought caused you problems that were just part of you and part of your learning, it leads you to more beautiful things. It leads you to, to a place where you feel so grateful. Gratitude has played a large part in my life, learning to, to not just write lists of, oh, I'm, you know, I'm so happy and grateful for, you know, this desk in front of me, you know, the, the glass of water, I'm going to have a, a sip of water, so clear my throat. But it's about actually having a connection, understanding that here we are in this magical body. We don't have to think about anything and it just breathes for us. And there is that spirit, <laughs> that bit of magic that I spoke about right at the, at the start. Um, there is a quote I've, I created some time ago when I was asked um, about things in, in life. And I think this kind of puts things in a nutshell in, in, in the way that I view how mind-body works with our thoughts. Is it all right if I read it out? Yes, please do. Okay. So it's in the thoughts we have absorbed and the depths of our subconscious mind where our soul connects and governs the vibrations and energy of our being that manifests our experiences. Wow. Let go of that which doesn't serve you and allow your creative imagination to bring joy and gratitude into your heart and magic into your life. Wow, how profound. <laughs> um, I think that's, that is what has come forth for me in in this increase in, in awareness, in getting to know myself so much better and in allowing myself to be who I am and not just what somebody else thinks I should be. And understanding how how one thing leads to another. It's a little bit like the neuron. You know, if you've ever seen a picture of neurons, how the how thoughts, how the brain works, and seeing all of those connections and how one thing leads to another. A little bit like you know, looking out into the galaxy and seeing those. <laughs> yes. How that all connects. And I think connection is one of those things that people crave more than anything else to feel part of something 
So I'm not sure how well I've answered your question in how have I healed myself. I'm still on this journey of healing. But it is into the, the delving of things, into allowing things to open. Yes. Exploring. And um, as you know, art has come into my life as well. And that's been part of my journey. I don't know whether we've got time, if you'd like me to. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, we're, oh, gosh, 2023. Uh, so it is now seven years ago. Well, 2016 for me started that year was very traumatic, very traumatic. I had four major things happen within the first three months of the year. And most of it was relationship based because it's within my relationships <laughs> that I always had the hurts. So in my earlier life when I was married, and then this was later on. But in that, in those first three months, I had a major um, explosion, if you like, on the work front in my in my job. That had to do with relationships, but different kinds of relationships. Yes. And in my personal life, and uh, and then I had a couple of other things happen as well. And they, it, with in my personal life, I would say. I had a breakup in, in of relationships and um, my partner at the time. And it was a, it was one of those things that was, it was really heartbreaking. Where you, you could see, you, you could say you could feel your heart breaking. It, it, it felt that, that deep. And it really, really got me into a place where I had to re-examine things I had learned before to say, okay, what have I lost touch in? You know, I've had eight years of learning and working through things, and yet I've, it's like I've come full circle and something major has happened again. And what that taught me as I was examining each one of those things and looking deeper into myself, I was doing a lot of meditation. So I was connecting back again. I'd lost a little bit of that when I was working full time. And um, when you're working full time and you allow yourself to just go with the flow with what's going on at work and you're no longer paying attention you're no longer using those awareness skills for yourself because you're focused on everything else on everybody else you lose touch you can lose touch with the tools that you had before because we're very good at forgetting things especially yeah, yeah. when they're not convenient for you to do when you don't have the time kind of thing so 2016 was it, it was that full circle and it was a reminder for me 
and a really jolly hard one as well. So it got me into a place where I felt deeply, deeply hurt. I was incredibly sad, stricken with grief, really. Plus, I had had my entire, my, my confidence had gone completely because of my, my losing my job as well at the same time. And then a couple of the other things. And with the meditation and listening to really beautiful music the whole time, music was one of those things that gave me a lot of connection into my soul. Music is amazing. You know, you can do so many things with it. You know, get yourself into a happy mode, get yourself into to, to letting go of things. And, um, and I, I was listening to quite a lot of spiritual um, stuff as well. So I, I would say it was definitely inward reflection. And during that time, I decided to do a letting go process. And part of that was doing a decluttering. And I was in this room, which looked very, very different at the time. And oh my goodness, it was a mess. And so I thought, right, I'm going to clear the place up. And it was as I was doing this clearing and I was stuck under, I used to have this enormous, enormous corner desk. And it was like half the room because this is such a tiny box room. And I was underneath there gathering stuff that had fallen off the walls because I used to use my walls as my vision board. And I'd have lots of little pictures and things. I was underneath the desk. <laughs> and I picked up this picture and thinking, oh, that's where that went to. And they were two hands in prayer position with the words, let go, let God. And it was at that moment, as I was picking it up, that I kind of felt this real rush in my, my body. It's difficult to explain it, but it, it, it was a, a very, very sort of strange kind of energy. And I had this feeling that I had to reproduce that picture creatively, but I didn't know what that meant exactly, how that would be. And I thought, okay, well, I've done a little bit of drawing, uh, some watercolours in the past. Maybe I can do something with that. And I don't know. But I kind of put it to one side because I was getting on with the project of decluttering and clearing my office. Because a long story short, after a couple of weeks, it just kept nagging at me. You know, I kept looking at this picture and thinking, well, what am I supposed to do with it? And I had a phone call with my daughter, who is also quite arty. <laughs> And she said, well, mummy, why don't you just use what I've left behind? Because these days my daughter is in California. And um, she said, I've got still some art materials in my room. Go on, just go and have a, have a go with that. And then one evening, um, I had been doing a lot of meditating, listening to music, and I just had such a strong urge. And I thought, right, this is it. I've just got to get on with this, whatever it means. And I just grabbed anything I could. There was a piece of card and it started and, um, and I went down into, the, I had been in the conservatory and it was sort of a dusk time. And I grabbed some paints. I didn't know what I was doing. Just put some music on and 
that's how it started, just out of nowhere. And and I created what was like this huge flame, very colourful, also with metallic paint in there and with embers at the, at the bottom. And it wasn't as if I had had a vision or anything. It was just coming out of me. And that was my let go, let God. And it was like a, almost like the phoenix coming out of the, well, you couldn't see the phoenix, but the flames. But it was from that point on that I started just to paint, just like that, just free flow. And that night I did three paintings. I finished at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and the other one was, was um, another kind of a flame but it was like in a spiral and I called that the flame within and that was like my solar plexus and uh, and then another one was a really long skinny one and it was um what did I call it I think evening contemplation or something it was a bit like a Monet <laughs> and it was just these sort of wishy colors and river-like things and 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 that, that's how my painting started and it after I just felt the urge and every time I felt I'd like to sort of express something emotionally, I would then go to the paints. And I, I started to get myself some paints and just paper and, and just experiment. And I began to think about, oh, what, what does this, this emotion feel like in colour? What does it feel like in shape? And, and that's how that progressed. So I I call that therapeutic art, yes, creative yes. expression, therapeutic art. And well, I mean, look, six nearly nearly seven years later, I, I'd say well, it, well, it started sort of April 2016. I've got over a hundred paintings now, <laughs> some of which I've sold in the meantime. But the other thing about them is that because I do Reiki, I've also, I've brought the Reiki into them. So they are healing. The paintings themselves are healing in, in, in different ways. And, and most of them have a story behind them. These days, so, well, some, sometimes I wake up with a, a vision or, or just an, a thought thinking, oh, I'd quite like to do a painting about this. Sometimes I hear a song and a painting will emerge. I've done a couple of commissions. Um, yes, and I brought it in as part of the coaching that I do because it can be very empowering. And because of the, the coaching, the health coaching that I do is, is to help empower people, to help them to let go of all of those things that have built up to help them to peel away the onions because I know what it takes to do that, to teach them techniques, tools to be able to stop anxiety in the moment. And there are lots of different ways that you can do that. Um, I've, I've learned about, you know, Qigong massage points, acupressure points because bioenergetics 
deals with meridians and acupressure points as well, you see. So there are points that you can press on to be able to, um, to stop panic. So lots and lots of tools and techniques in, in that sense. But to help people to get in touch with that place of connection, to find themselves again, because that's what I've done in all this time, to, to, to really find me, who, who is that person? And I found the Suzanne who really was there all along, but I needed to do a bit of digging because she got covered up with lots of layers and get in touch with that child within. And um, yes. And come home. You've come home. <laughs> that, that's right. And, and you know, when, when things come along these days, you know, if it's very, very rare that um, I get ill these days. But as you know, I've had something recently. And that was, um, it all started with a migraine. And I, I know from a metaphysics point of view that a migraine is to do with resistance against pushing yourself too much. And I had a, quite a big build up towards Christmas. I had a, a period over Christmas, which was really, really lovely, but hardly any time to rest at all. And then new project in the new year. <laughs> And it was about two weeks after that, I think, that the migraine came. And then I had this funny sore throat, not really sore throat, but funny thing. And it was almost like it was in my trachea. And I got this really, really croaky throat voice was stopping me from speaking, thinking, ah, here we go. Here's a sign. <laughs> what is this? And so being able to break that down, being able to understand what, what could those probable um, um, associations be? Or um, if you've heard of Louise Hay, she wrote the book, You Can Heal Your Life. You know, she, 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 would, she would say, oh, um, what, why am I not feeling heard? What is it, you know, what could it be, you know, if it's to do with the voice? Do I feel like I'm not being heard or, is it something else or is it a certain person who, <laughs> you know, there are these different associations that you can say, this is, this is the probable cause on an emotional level. And of course, we don't know this consciously, <laughs> rarely do we, you know, we, but we can work it out when we start to, you know, let's see, look at the, the puzzle pieces. If there's a puzzle piece missing, what, what, what part does that belong to within me? What's it connected to? Oh, let's look at these different symptoms. What else has been happening over this time? And um, it, it can make it really interesting, you know, to, 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 to analyze things. And, and I don't mean to analyze it to a point where, you know, you can overanalyze things as well. You know, you don't want to be keep going over and over and over again. But when you've got an idea as to what are the influences here? What could what could have been leading up to this? Ah, how did it make me feel at, at the time? Ah, is there a trigger here? What kind of emotion is 
being drawn up now? How is that affecting me physically? What could I do to reframe a thought in my mind, to look after my my um, body physically again? Have I not been giving myself fuel for human consumption? <laughs> yes. What have I not been doing to cool down that engine? You know, and I, I have a pretty good routine to my day these days. I have a, I, I spend a lot of time in the mornings setting up, getting into gear, like I said earlier. And, and that will include um, meditation, uh, giving thanks, writing in my journal, you know, having that first drink of the day, which is a, a healthy one, like the hot water with lemon and grated ginger, that kind of thing. <laughs> And I'm a great believer it's never one it's never one thing. It's never one thing that creates the problem and it's never one thing that solves it. It's no. usually an accumulation of things. And so when we then look at ourselves as a whole with these different parts, body, mind, soul and spirit, however you'd like to refer to it, we can understand how each one affects the other. And when one goes out of balance, when one starts to go flat, oh, what have I got to do to pump that up again? Yeah. We're all connected, aren't we? We're, we're all connected. And, and you know, if, um, if it means then that, well, to let go of something, or I can do this in a creative way, oh, I can have a scribble and whatever, you know, do that. If, if you want to um, approach something with, you know, a, a deeper process, so for instance, there is a, a forgiving and letting go process that I do with my clients. I've, uh, I've recorded it for them so that they can repeat it yeah. because there will be other times say oh why has that come up I thought I dealt with that or maybe because there was another association there was another ethereal um cord <laughs> attached to it you know a little bit like a spider's web you know connected all around all of those threads yeah absolutely absolutely gosh Suzanne what a lot of wisdom you've shared with us thank you so much <laughs> Um, so much to think about as well for, for, for everybody listening um, because everything is interconnected and we do need to look after ourselves um, and there's so many different ways. So if you could share one tip with the listeners, what would you share that they can help themselves today, something small? Something small? <clears throat> well, having sort of finished on the creative side of things i'd actually quite like to this is so simple and yet so effective it can be healing like that <laughs> so if you've got something that upsets you that makes you angry that irritates you or whatever you could just grab a piece of paper and a pencil and I say pencil because you can press really hard with a pencil or a crayon, something like that. A bit different with a 
can't do it with a felt tip. <laughs> Something that you can apply pressure with. And think about what is this thing? Oh, this is really, really irritating me or making me angry or, or you know, it's getting to me. And get that pencil, or you could have maybe a, a few. If you've got some color, coloring pencils, look at which ones are there and, and what, you know, what color you connect with. What does it mean to you in, you know, how does it feel in a color? And really go at it on that on that paper. Scribble it out. Hearts, I say hearts content, but get all of that, whether there's aggression, whether there's fear, whether there's anger, whether there's sadness even. You know, and, you know, sometimes when we're really sad and when we're in grief and we're crying and, we're, and our whole body can shake, you know, the, you know, you can be in that place and you can do that on the paper. Get it out onto the paper until you feel you've done it enough that you can really take a deep breath and feel like, wow, you've let that all out onto that paper. And then tear it up into little pieces, lots and lots of little pieces. It's done, it's finished, it's all torn up. It doesn't exist. Now, at that point, you could just throw it away because you're done with it. You could burn it if you're in a place where you could do that as well. Or you could create a new picture when you've got another, you know, when you've got some other time out of the bits. Create something with colours that... Um, reflect joy, happy, happy times that make you feel good, but use those to create something beautiful for yourself because you've broken through it, you've dissected it, and it's part of your new picture and your new being. And you've changed it, you've changed that energy around you, it. You've absolutely changed the energy because you've gotten rid of what is negative. But that was a part of you at a time. Yes. And it, it it's what's shaped you into something new and wonderful. Beautiful. Thank you for that, Suzanne. Um, where can people find you? Right, where, where can people find me? Well, I do have a website and um, it, it's called energizemecoaching.com. So www.energizemecoaching. It, um, it's with a Z, not with an S. Energize Me Coaching, all is one word, dot com. And um, I do have an art website as well, but the Energize Me coaching can lead you to that too. So because it's all part of it, you see, and, and you'll, you'll see something um, of my, my story there. You can uh, connect with me there because there's a link to 
um, my email, um, telephone number. I mean, I can give my telephone number if people want to call me. Um, but I think my website is, is sufficient for that, really, because yeah. you've got everything there. And I have a survey on there, which is, um, it's, it's like a questionnaire, so that if you, if you have a health issue and you would, you would like it assessed, that's entirely free. So they can, you know, if you'd like to go on the website and do my questionnaire, I can give you um, five tips to help you with your with your issue, just you know, by you um, completing that questionnaire, and that's something that you can, you know, you can have um, have for free without committing to anything. But um, I always like to to give something ahead of time and it's about lifting people's energy so energize me means about energizing you so it's about if you th if you think if you think oh it's somebody who's saying oh please energize me Suzanne that could mean either calm me down you know because I'm in this horrible state or it could mean oh, revitalize I need revitalization what do I need to do show me how how I can get there that's really wonderful Suzanne thank, <laughs> thank you, you so much for the tip thank you so much for sharing your own history and knowledge and wisdom gained from it and on heal yourself thank you so much Sarah thank you for having me I've really enjoyed being here with you